fight before? What do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, what do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and today I'm joined by Chris again. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. I thought our last episode with uh, Game of Thrones Survivor went pretty well. I did as well. So I'm glad that when I asked you to come back, you came back. How you been? All right? I've been great. Good. Awesome. All right, so uh, before we get into the uh, title fight of the episode, I wanted to bring up some fan mail. We had some fan mail come in. You got fan mail. We did get fan mail. Uh, was, was it from your mom? Did it you? was not through my mom, okay. even though she's very proud and supportive of everything that I'm I do in life. Sure she is. She is. Um, so this was uh, an email that was sent to us from a listener, and they reached us through our Gmail, which is whowouldwincast at gmail.com if you are interested in reaching out to us. And the listener, he uh, mentioned about the first episode we did about the President Marshall versus President Whitmore. And he, let's see if I can find it. What he said was, Dear Stephen Tom, in response to your podcast about which president would win, President Marshall from Air Force One or President Whitmore from Independence Day, I believe that you have created a misjustice. A misjustice. It's a serious accusation. It really is. He said, you have overlooked the old-fashioned quote, hide behind the Secret Service agent, unquote, type, like President Asher from the film London Has Fallen. Ooh. Yes. He says, I ask you, what would uh, give you more confidence in a crisis, a president with a plane or a president with a butt-kicking agent carrying an assault rifle? Sincerely, the person's name, who I will, uh, I guess we could say, right? Because he didn't give a last name. So first name's good. First name's good. <laughs> Harry. This friend named Harry, I guess, reached out to us. So I don't know. I've never seen London Has Fallen. I haven't seen that either. I saw the first one. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen? Yeah. I saw that too. I wasn't a big fan. I liked uh, White House Down more, personally. I don't know if I saw that one. That one was I, by uh, the guy who did Independence Day. He's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. They came out around the same time. It was, they did. It was interesting. Yeah, it was kind of like a like a, uh, a Bugs Life uh, Ants kind of <laughs> rivalry. Or... Yes, yeah. I think that's there's a name for that. When like two similar movies come, come out, out in the same, same time. year. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to do some research. If any listener knows what it is, tweet at us or message us so that way you can do some help here, too. All right, cool. So um, if you have any ideas for future matchups or scenarios or you'd like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail. And you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. So please feel free to reach out to us. Like I said, when we started this podcast, we definitely want this to be an uh, audience-driven show. We want our listeners to participate as much as possible. Reach out to us, and we can reach back to you. So that way it's more fun that way. It's interactive. It's not just us sitting here talking uh, to the listeners, but it involved the listeners as well. All right, so Chris, what are we talking about today? We're talking about two of my favorite childhood TV shows. Mine too. I was a huge fan of both of these shows. We're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right. And the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Great, great television shows when you're younger. When you go back and watch it, you might be like, ah, 
I found that to be true from doing this research. Did you? The Power Rangers, especially. I, I could watch Ninja Turtles probably right now. What, just any of them? Like the um, animated or not the Michael Bay ones? Even though Michael Bay didn't direct it, but his hands are all over it. Right. Yeah. I, the animated series, I think I could watch I'm a fan of the I animated watch series. That. I think it was like 90, no, 87, I think it started. But it's, it's, it's good. The theme songs for both of these, though, are classics. I mean, you can uh, hum the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme in your head, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme in your head. They were stuck in my head, like, for the last couple days, actually. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So, all right, so the, we're, we got to set up a scenario here. All right. So the Ninja Turtles are from New York, Manhattan area specifically. And the Power Rangers are usually based out of the Mighty Morphin ones. Were based out of where? It was a it was a fictional town called Angel Grove. Okay. It, it was based off of uh, uh, that in California, um, Los Angeles. Los, I, I believe Los Angeles. Probably. Something something similar. But. Okay. So we're gonna say that the Turtles and the Power Rangers are gonna be going up in some kind of metropolitan area. I think that's fair. I think that's fair too. That way, it's kind of even ground here. And what do, what do we think they're fighting over? Are they fighting over anything in particular? Wait, I was thinking, what what got these two heroic teams to fight? Something must have pissed them off. It, I, maybe I'm just spitballing this. Maybe another villain kidnapped their mothers, oh, made them fight. Ooh, I see what you're going there. But did you know that the Red Ranger's mom and Leonardo's mom are both named Martha? No. Yes. So once they figure that out, the fight's well, over. Then the fight's hopefully over. Hopefully that. Oh my goodness. I know. It kind of changes the whole thing. Um, I don't know if this is too early to bring this up, but the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers have actually fought each other. Really? Go ahead. Um, I'm sure you know this, uh -huh. but in uh, Power Rangers in Space. Okay. So this is one of the later incarnations. This is like season six. Season six. Okay. Power wow. Rangers. All right. Episode three, uh -huh. entitled Shell Shock. Okay. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are somehow summoned to the Power Rangers universe. Okay. Um, it's funny, they both actually don't believe the others exist. They and each know of the other. And once they meet each other... Yeah, they're like, like, whoa, they're real. Oh, they're not wow. just a TV show. Right. I do I do remember that episode. And, yeah, I do, and I remember when I was younger, that was the biggest thing in my head. I'm just like, oh my god, they exist in the same universe? I actually didn't know that till recently. I was really excited to find out. Yeah. But then I watched the episode, and it was a major letdown. It's pretty stupid. I'm going to get into it a little more later, if you don't mind. Okay. No, that's totally fine. So so who are you picking for this fight, then? Um, I, I am going to go with the Power Rangers. And I'm going with the TMNT, and I'm proud of it. I, I do think this is a this is a fair fight. This is, I think this is a close if, one. If you look at it first, you might just think one might have a, uh, a lead on another one, or it has an advantage over another one. I think I know what you're talking about. But I think once you start breaking it down, anything could happen. We'll see. All right, so let's get into some uh, history and fun facts. So what do you got for the uh, Power Rangers? Well, the Power Rangers, for the listeners that aren't aware, Power Rangers was a live-action television show. Uh, the first American episode debuted August 28th, 1993. Oh, wow. But some people may not know, uh, all the episodes are actually based on a Japanese TV series called Super Sentai. Okay. And you'll probably realize this if you watch it as an adult, that a lot of the dialogue doesn't match up with what they're saying. Rita Repulsa, especially. Especially. Yeah, all the villains, really. Yes, because they just pretty much took all that. Any scene that doesn't have, like, a white person in it <laughs> is from Super Sentai. Right. Until they got later on in the show, and like, the other show uh, seasons, right? I mean, I think they did some original stuff, but even through a lot of the seasons, they wow. were basing it off of... Uh, Super Sentai was, was like a 
a big franchise just like Power Rangers is. It encompasses like multiple episode, multiple themes. Right. So um, it's about a group of, as Zordon calls them, teenagers with attitude mm-hmm. that defend Earth from evil, like oh. Rita Repulsa. Right. Zordon is their kind of their leader, their mentor. Floating head. Yeah, he was. This this confuses me. He, I believe he was imprisoned in that energy chamber. I, th- I remember it. an episode where it broke. It broke a he, couple and, times. And like he came out, but he was a human. Um, like he was a full this, body human. In the movie Power Rangers, the movie, the first Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Uh, what was Ivan Ooze? Yes. Breaks his okay. chamber, and you see him as kind of like a blob looking guy i don't think he had like arms and legs i think he just had like a kind of like a sack looking body huh okay anyway he's actually broken that chamber a couple times right it's he needs it to live but he normally makes, he it, ma- he makes it through yeah um it's I, I say it's confusing to follow because i think partially because of the fact that it's based off of this japanese show and they're just like pulling clips it's hard to write a coherent episode so they'll often like throw out information that like has no context in the series like Oh yeah, by the way, Zordon was actually imprisoned in this capsule by Rita. Like, but then you're like, Zordon also imprisoned Rita on the moon. Okay, that's how Power Episode One starts. Right. He she's un- inadvertently freed by astronauts on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Power Rangers uh, they have power coins that Inside they use with their their, belts, their right? morphers. Uh-huh. They morph into a, a more powerful version of themselves. Yep. Uh, some, of, some of them have some special abilities. They did have like tight fitting costumes, mm-hmm. um, and they also had the ability to call for Zords, which are kind of these robot animals that they would fight with. Yeah, and they're pretty cool. They some are really cool. That was what I liked when I was a kid. The Zords. I uh, like the Zords. I always liked there was a commercial that would play sometimes, and it showed the Zord toys, and they showed how you could play with them separately or how you could put them together to make the zord i had them and then they would also do like the later commercial which they'd be saying and plus you can get the dragon zord you know when um, the green ranger came along later and you could combine that zord with the already mega zord and have the i don't know what it's called the mega dragon zord. mega dragon zord exactly there you go the naming convention is very simple in power rangers you just combine you what, describe what, what it, you're looking at with all the words that can describe it and you put it together yes and you get the mega dragon zord Exactly. Easy enough. Easy enough. What is that all you have for uh, that, um, or anything else you'd like to add? I mean, I think I could go. I could talk for days. Original Ranger team is a red, blue, black, yellow, and pink. Mm-hmm. They added the Green Ranger later. Right. Other seasons had different colors. They swapped out some of the colors. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's. I think that's enough to get us started with the Power Rangers. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, since I'm thinking on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, also known as TMNT, the abbreviation, uh, it debuted back in May 1984, and it was a comic book published by this company called Mirage Studios. So it's about 30 years old now. Do you know why they were called Mirage and Studios? I, do, I, I did some research, and I tried to see if they were owned by someone like Marvel or DC or like a Vertigo kind of comic, just to see what they were. And they're they're still their own independent company to this day. I believe I saw they're called Mirage Studios because they were they didn't really have a studio. Okay. In fact, they were working out of their garage. And they were just a Mirage. So the studio was a Mirage. Ah, interesting. I interesting. Thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and they were created by a guy named Kevin Eastman and another guy named Peter Laird. Um, and this is the interesting thing. It was originally intended to be a parody to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
I saw that kind of to like the uh, like the hyper violent comics of the time. Yeah, so like they were the trying Punisher to Punisher type. So they were trying to make four of like four basic things. They were trying to make fun of Marvel's Daredevil, oh, okay. which takes place in Manhattan, specifically uh, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, they were trying to make fun of Marvel's X Men with mutant. That's where you get the mutant and the turtles. There was this comic series called Cerebus. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and that was about an anthropomorphic aardvark. Wow, I'd like to see that. Yeah. So, and then they were also trying to make fun of Mar uh, Frank Miller's Samurai series, Ronan. Frank Miller, he's done a lot of stuff with DC and the Samurai series. So, if you take all four of those, you have like anthropomorphic mutant samurais that live and protect Manhattan. Wow. So, they kind of took all those things and put them together, and they, this is where you get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I thought was really interesting. They've been in numerous uh, animated shows, live action shows. They've had four TV shows, five movies. Uh, one just came out back in, I think, May it was. Yeah, this Maybe year. This, 2016. This, yeah, this summer. Uh, they've had lots of toys, video games, and also concerts. You can go on YouTube and look up the videos for that. Unfortunately, I have. P I'm sure a lot of people know what those are, but if you don't, go check it out. It's pretty unfortunate. That's where you got to see the Ninja Turtles kind of take a, a dive, unfortunately. Um, the rights were sold in 2009 from co-creator Peter Laird that we were talking about to Nickelodeon. And that's why Nickelodeon has the movies right now, the live-action movies, and they also have an animated TV show also. And a couple fun facts is that in uh, the 1987 animated show, when it was in the UK, they had to change the name to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because the UK censors thought that the word ninjas indicated excessive violence, and they did not want that promoted on UK television. They didn't care about the content. They just cared that they were called ninjas? Yes. They apparently, just... they just thought... If kids see Ninja Turtle, the show's just going to be promoting violence or something, even though it really did not whatsoever. Um, and then... You know, Power, Power Rangers had that same criticism. Did they? Promoting violence in the 90s, there was some, there was some backlash. It's self-defense. The first episode is karate. They're learning self-defense. I oh. thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Um, and then, uh, last fun fact I thought, not a lot of people know this, but there's actually a fifth turtle, and her name is Venus, and it's a girl turtle. And she's named after Venus de Milo, and this is continuing the trend of the Ninja Turtles being named after famous Renaissance painters. And she was in the 1997 live-action show Ninja Turtles and Next Mutation, and she wore a light blue bandana, which was kind of like a long braid, which kind of made her look more feminine than her brother turtle. Not, well, not brother turtles, but counterparts. And she was not depicted as a family member to the turtles, which is important, because in the show... She had some romantic relationships with Michelangelo and Raphael. With both of them. I know. Scandalous, right? So that's how they that's why they needed to make sure specifically that she was not related to the turtles at all, because they did not want to promote any sort of incestual relations. And this is the second podcast in a row that incest has come up. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Except this one is a little less blatant than This was to the avoid it. This was to avoid it, whereas the other one they're just going for it. They don't care. They're embracing it. I have a, an interesting uh, gender-related story about the Power Rangers. Go ahead. Um, an if you're an observant viewer, you may have noticed that the Yellow Ranger, who was a female in the original series, uh, when she was in her power suit, she had very masculine figures. And that's because the, in the Japanese show, the Yellow Ranger was a man. Really? Yes. Yeah, so the costume in the costume was a man. I never, ever noticed that Me before. neither. I was... Not an observant child. Wow. So so Trini, when she was a human, she was Trini. Yes. And then when they have all the fight scenes in her yellow battle suit or whatever you want to call it, that's where you can definitely see that she has a male figure. Yes. 
wow, they do you think they were just trying to add another female to the cast? Or? I think they probably were. Interesting. Very interesting. Cool, cool. So that's what we got for fun facts and history about the Power Rangers and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You want to get into it? Let's do it. All right. So what do we got here? So I'm telling you, Ninja Turtles, they have it no problem. Power Rangers, they they need in order for them to be like super powerful, they need to morph. Um, partially true, but they're very competent without morphing. Okay. Go ahead. Well. I'm going to go right into this. I'm sorry to hit you with this so early. Go ahead. In the Power Rangers in Space, Episode 3, <laughs> where the Power Rangers end up fighting the Ninja Turtles. Right. In this case, it's because the, the Power Rangers villain, it was a female villain at this time. I forget her name. It was it, something like Andromeda. Yeah, it wasn't Rita, though. No, th- we're way past Rita at right. this point. She used her like magic zapping staff to like brainwash the turtles okay. to, to fight the Power Correct. Rangers. That's, Correct. So the Ninja Turtles kind of infiltrate the Power Rangers ship. In space. In space. Turtles exactly. in they, space. They actually, they kind of, it's kind of a clever trick. They help the, the Power Rangers fight the villain they're fighting. So the Power Rangers actually invite them back to their ship. Mm-hmm. But the Red Ranger is suspicious. So the Ninja Turtles are nefariously reprogramming the ship's computer yes. when the Red Ranger stumbles upon them. Three turtles at a time, I might add, where he fights them unmorphed. Really? Okay. Three th- on one. So I thought we were doing Mighty Morphin, though. All right. We did say this, but <laughs> since you brought this up, I had to say it's the only evidence we have where they actually had a conflict with each other. And the Red Ranger was able to hold his own. He, he, yes. He was able to knock them all down and run away. Which three was, was he fighting? Um, Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Is that important? No, I'm just curious. Okay. No. I mean, and that was the li- that was the live show, the live action show, Minor Mutations, which is a pretty pretty bad show with the turtles. I'm just saying, like, if I'm going for this fight, I might not pick those turtles to be the turtles that I'm saying oh, I understand. could win in a fight. You know what I mean? I understand. So okay, so there is proof right there that the a single p- ranger unmorphed can take down three poorly yeah. costumed turtles. Yeah, sure. In space. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, all right, so they're so they're going at it. My guys have weapons. Your guys have weapons. My guys have weapons as That's well. That's true. My guys' weapons can combine into a more powerful weapon. Go ahead. Can your guys' weapons do that? What do you mean by your weapons can... Well, I'll give a quick background. The Red Ranger has the Power Sword. Okay. The Blue Ranger has the Power Lance. Mm-hmm. The Black Ranger has the Power Axe. The Yellow Ranger has the Power Daggers. Mm-hmm. And the Pink Ranger has the Power Bow. Okay. When they need to, they can combine all those weapons. Right. They, like, click together or yeah. something. And they form the Power Blaster. Yes. Which defeats enemies just easily. Who have they used it on? I do not know specifically. Okay. But when things get, tr- get that's, tough, that's where they pull, they it out. pull that out. Interesting. Yep. I mean, the Ninja Turtles, they have the most powerful uh, connection possible, which is the power of brotherly bond. Wow. I know. I just went deep right there. I mean, the Power Rangers series is also about having, like, a brotherly bond among friends. This is true, too. This is true, too. Many episodes center around friendship. So we both have our weapons. We both have our weapons. Um, you you also have... Uh... Are you going to bring out the elephant in the room? Yeah, bring it up. The Zords. Yeah, you have Zords. Specifically the Megazord. Yes. Each on their own is probably, I don't know, ten times the size of a Ninja Turtle. Right. Uh, when they combine into the Megazord... I, I had some rough figures that it was about approximately 135 feet tall, 41 meters. If okay. There's any, uh, if there's European any European listeners out or there, non-American listeners. Okay. And 570 tons. Yes. As an estimate of weight. Yes. 
And I don't think the Ninja Turtles have anything comparable to that. So I'm glad you brought this up, Chris. Because this is where I've been doing a lot of research. I feel like I might have just walked into a trap here. <laughs> All right. So hear me out here. So the first thing we got to point out is that the Power Rangers only summon their Zords and form the Megazord when their opponent gets really big by Rita Repulsa's staff. That is 100% true. And that always bothered me when I was a kid. I was like, just do that right away. Exactly. I mean, even when they're fighting, like, the Putty Patrol, if they just form the Megazord and just One stomped step. on them, they're done. The Putty Patrol's done. But yep. they always fight them until he gets big and Rita goes, make my something grow! And she throws this giant spear towards the Earth, which doesn't burn up in the atmosphere, and NASA does nothing to stop it from penetrating and, like, landing on American soil every single time it happens. NASA's probably very frightened of Rita and her. She has a moon base. She does have a moon base. Why don't they do anything to stop her? They might not have had the technology. That could be another then. fight someday. Maybe NASA versus Rita Repulsa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that's the first thing I'm going to say is that they're not going to do, use their Megazord unless the Power Ranger or the Ninja Turtles somehow get excessively large, which isn't going to happen. All right, well we'll see. I don't know. I think they might pull it out in like dire circumstances. Okay, okay, all right. Now this is where I'm going to get real. So if you recall, the Power Ranger had to summon all their Zords. Yes. Right? yes, they have like a whole sequence of they events. Have a whole sequence. Now, if you recall correctly, each Zord comes from a different part of the Earth. I don't know if you remember this or not. That is debatable. I believe they're, some of them came out of a volcano, and some of them... I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, okay. I, so, I, so I looked up, and I, I saw that the Tyrannosaurus Zord comes from below the Earth. That's what it says on Power Rangers Wiki, which is, okay. a, which is a very useful source. I, I agree. Okay. I, I just think I've seen that, that they may have changed this over time. They probably have. They probably have. But, but I'm okay. going... Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So you have the, the Tyrannosaurus come from below the Earth. You have the Sabertooth Tiger coming from a jungle. Which jungle? We don't know. There's plenty of jungles in the world. Triceratops coming from a desert. Which desert? I don't know either. Pterodactyl, that's, that comes from a volcano. That one's probably most memorable because it just bursts out of like a erupting in, volcano. Like an active volcano. Exactly. Every time. Every time. Exactly. In the exact same fashion, too. It's, in, it's always the same. It's weird. Uh, the Mastodon comes from the Arctic. Okay. Really? Yes, it comes from the Arctic. Oh. And if you go back, you can look it up on YouTube or something, you'll see it coming out of the ice and it's like got like, uh, not really steam, but I guess Arctic air coming out of it All or right. something. So I was also f able to find out the speed of these swords. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that in the show there's like a gap of like days between yes, when that, they summon their that swords? That is exactly what I'm saying. So I didn't calculate the math for each of the swords, but I calculated the math for the Sabretooth Tiger. Okay? Because okay. when it comes to like to the Tyrannosaurus coming from below the earth, we don't know where it's coming from. The Triceratops Desert, a lot of deserts out there, really not sure which one. Mastodon, Arctic could do that. Pterodactyl Volcano, there's so many volcanoes in the world, we have no idea. So, saber-toothed tiger, jungle. We'll say that the most, the closest jungle to the United States, what would you say it is? Jungle. The South American so, rainforest? South American rainforest, right? So the South American rainforest, if the saber-toothed tiger's top speed is 93 miles an hour, and that's what's on Power Rangers Wikipedia, right? So 93 miles an hour, it would take 32 hours to get from South America to Philadelphia, let's just say Philadelphia is a metropolitan area, which is 1.3 days, okay? Now, if I'm not being very generous, and we're going to the rainforest in the Congo in Africa, that is 64 hours away, going 93 miles an hour, nonstop, and that's also crossing the Atlantic Ocean, 
which I'm not sure how the saber-toothed tiger zord could do that. I'm assuming it can swim. Okay. Does it just run so fast? It's just like running on water. I think it floats. So it's just part boat. Okay, that works. And that'd take 2.6 days. Okay. The only All one right. that I think is possible is the pterodactyl because it can the fly. The pterodactyl can fly, and it can go 2,000 miles an hour. Really? It can go. I think it said online uh, Mach 2. Point something, and I converted that to miles per hour because I'm not familiar with aeronautic transportation, unlike yourself. Um, did you also convert that to kilometers per hour for I, the non-American viewers? I did not. They can uh, look it up. If they're they're not, that's very slow in kilometers per hour. I'm so sorry. It's very slow. But I did do some research. Humans can withstand 2,000 miles an hour. Someone has done it. I think it was actually 2,500 miles an hour, which is Mach, I don't know, 2 point something. Uh, so humans can withstand that travel. So in case somehow um, Kimberly needed to be inside the pterodactyl as it's traveling, she would survive. But I just think right there, if all of the Power Rangers were to summon their Zords, that would give the Ninja Turtles at least a day advantage to just keep pounding the crap out of the Power Rangers until their Zords showed up, which I think that they could do and stop them before the Zords showed up. That may be the case if the Ninja Turtles could pound the crap, as you say, out of the Power Rangers. And you would still have to deal with the, uh, what was it, Pterodactyl Zord and possibly the Tyrannosaurus Zord. This is true. The Tyrannosaurus Zord so, it comes out of the Earth. We don't know where that could be. Maybe it can be. come out of anywhere. It could be out of, like, somewhere close to where the fight's going to be in this metropolitan Maybe it has a choice area. where it comes out. So so then those two are in there. So say those two get their Zords. Say Kimberly yeah. gets her Zord and Tommy gets their we, Zord. They have air superiority immediately. Turtles also have access to um, vehicles from their show. In the animated series, Wait, they like had, a garbage truck? No, the, the, uh, flying vehicles. They had the hover shell, which was kind of like a flying Ninja Turtle truck, which could do some damage to the Tyrannosaurus, which you've seen how slow it moves. It moves so slow. Its, it's arms are going around. It's very slow. It's extremely slow. It looks poorly designed, I would say. It, it like, looks like a toy. If you, were designing, <laughs> if you were designing a weaponized Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's probably not the best thing to do. That's true. Yeah. But also, you wouldn't want to really give it like slow, jerky movements right. and really no fighting ability whatsoever. Exactly. Um, so that's a that's a fair point. I'm so, but it, it would take I forever for the for the Zord to to even get together to form at that point. So surely, in your all of the research you did on taking down the Power Rangers, you came across a couple times when the Megazord was actually destroyed. Yes, I did see that the Megazord and the Zords have been destroyed many a times. But it's kind of like the Star Trek Enterprise or, or the Starship Enterprise in Star Trek. I'm sure you also realize then that they always come back more powerful than before. This is true. This is true. So, since we are talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which would be the first three seasons mm -hmm. of the... Did I say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You meant, I meant Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. They obtain the Thunder Zords. Okay. Uh, I believe in season two, like. after their Dino Zords are destroyed. Okay. And they sound much faster, I would say. I don't know it off the top of my head, but they're called the Thunder Swords. Okay. And then after that, the Thunder Swords also unfortunately got destroyed. They got the Ninja Swords. Oh. So now Maybe we're fighting ninjas with Ninja Swords. Okay. I don't it, think you're... Negates. Negates. Ninja meets Ninja. Powers negate that. You're saying a Ninja Turtle can fight <laughs> a Ninja Zord just because they're both called Ninja? No, I'm not saying that. Because in Europe, they wouldn't have a chance because they're called the, uh, the, the hero, the the hero, hero turtles. turtles. So you'd right. have ninja versus hero. Who would win? I don't know. That's going to be another episode. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting thing, though, but if the, if the Ninja Turtles are able to knock out the Power Rangers, they're not going to be able to use the Zords because the Power Rangers would just, I don't want to say is... dead, but well, that's knocked what, out. We're talking we about a fight. Could, this could, is a street fight with no yeah, rules. Ninja true. Turtles versus Power Rangers. 
if you were able to kill a Power Ranger, they would, wouldn't. They would have trouble with it, the Megazord. And it would. Com- well, interesting. Yeah. So it would. It, if you killed a Power Ranger before the Megazord, or before the Zords became the Megazord, it wouldn't work. You'd have a missing leg. You'd have no arm. No well, Mastodon I wouldn't shield. say it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work well. It wouldn't work well. You'd still have an armored robot like crawling around, on the ground. So now this is the interesting thing too. I did some research too, and. The Red Ranger is the only person who controls the Megazord when it's all together. What he is, has control of the entire thing. What are the other guys doing there? GPS and radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. And weapons. Someone's probably on snacks when they get hungry. <laughs> Saying like playing Malaga or Galaga or something in the background. So I would have the turtles, number one, go after the Red Ranger. By getting rid of him, the Zord, A, won't be able to get together. And if they get him uh, while the Zord is being formed or whatever, the Zord won't be able to function because... The Blue Ranger would be looking at the Pink Ranger and be like, hey, I never saw what he was doing the entire time. I have no idea how this So you're works. alleging that no other Power Ranger is trained in piloting the Megazord. Correct. I would buy that, actually. They, <laughs> they seem unorganized. They are a group of teenagers, after all. They are, with attitude. With attitude. With attitude. Thank you for that. Um, and he's the leader. Without the leader, you're lost. I feel like they'd be extremely confused without the Red Ranger. Well, that's an interesting that you say that, because they could just have the Green or White Ranger call him in as backup i think he would help them because this seems like a serious battle he came out when things were things were important yeah and he actually he started out as the green ranger he actually started out as an evil green ranger rita tried to create her yes. own power ranger and it failed backfired in her face right because i guess they like found the good in him yes and uh converted him to a good green ranger but then rita and later lord zed if you recall yes. the season two villain was able to drain his powers but then he was able to return as the white ranger that's it with and the cooler awesome costume. Cool costume. Yep. And the um, the talking tiger sword or something. It was a it was like a dagger. Yeah, it was a dagger. And you could summon the tiger sword. And even before that, the Green Ranger had the dragon sword. This so you, if you want to take out the Megazords, you're going to have to take out the Red Ranger, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to take out the Green Ranger. That's if the Green Ranger is in this fight. Yeah, he'd be there. He's be- so we we're calling him It's in. called Power Rangers vs. Ninja Turtles. It's like, wait, is Venus going to be in, in the, with the Ninja Turtles? <sighs> I see, that's something I've been thinking over in my head because I've been trying to figure out which Ninja Turtles would I want to use in this fight and the live action ninja turtles uh from new mutations which has venus in it i don't know because like we talked about earlier they got beaten by an unmorphed red ranger three to one so i don't know if i want to call them i'd probably call if i'm going on i could i could use the animated show because they were the four of them were great in the animated show if i want to go on like violence I could use the new movies. They are pretty strong. Because they are pretty strong. Even though the movies are not that great, the bond between the four turtles is actually pretty decent. And they use their weapons pretty well compared to the cartoon show. The cartoon show, they really didn't use their weapons. The same as the original live-action Ninja Turtles rarely use their weapons. You're absolutely right. They did not use their weapons in the live-action shows. They would use, like, salami as nunchucks. (laughs) And luckily they were fighting other ninjas that didn't have weapons this is true so this it is worked true. out in the show i mean the whole part with karate i mean karate is means empty hand i would know i've taken karate i did feel at a disadvantage because yeah. of your karate expertise yeah i mean karate means empty hand so you're really not it, it means empty hand without weapon or ego so right then and there it says without that's weapon. what karate means yes. that whole thing yeah which part means ego i don't know it's some i mean it's not verbatim translation but so That's you're saying kind of there's what room saying. for interpretation. I guess you could argue that, yes. So, I mean, so you're really not supposed to use weapon. Your hands are supposed to be your self-defense weapons if necessary. Right. Yes. So I, I believe I came across the Power or the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. They, they used ninjutsu. They did. 
Do you know what? Can you explain ninjutsu to me? I I don't know much about ninjutsu since, since that's not the area that I've studied. I have done some research in ninjutsu, and it is pretty much the art of ninja fighting. It seems pretty serious. Like, it'd be useful fighting. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing of ninjutsu I can think of is if anyone or you, you've seen Batman Begins. Yeah. They use ninjutsu to teach Batman how to be stealthy and how to be quiet and quick and strike their enemies without them knowing they're coming. So that's the only other thing I can think of ninjutsu. I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that have ninjutsu in pop culture. That is that is nice because I don't think Zordon trained the Power Rangers at all. They, they have some background. They fighting. learned it from Angel Grove, the community center. All of them did? Uh, I know in the pilot episode, Day of the Dumpster, which, is, the dumpster. which is a great name, uh, I know that Billy was starting the karate class that day. Yeah, I think he got bullied or something. I think he did, and he was trying to gain like self-discipline or right. something. But or... somehow when he morphed into a Power Ranger, he could fight he was He was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. And then who, I think... Um, but I would say the Power Rangers aren't as skilled in um, their... fighting as the Ninja Turtles. Like, I think you could describe the Power Rangers as dance fighting. I'd agree with that. And you think of it, Zack is a dancer. I think he was like a hip-hop dancer or something. Because he starts doing dance moves when they're fighting the Putty Patrol <laughs> in the middle of the desert. Um, he would do whatever worked, whatever he needed to do. I mean, and that's what you have to do in that kind of scenario, though. Yep. But Kimberly and Trini, they don't have any martial arts training, as far as I know. They were gym gymnasts. They were. They had some gymnasts. They were the gymnasts. So I mean, if you have the ninjas going against the the one guy who knew karate well was Jason, and the Green Ranger was also there, and the Green Ranger also. Billy, he was a noob. Zach, he was a dancer, which is fine. And Trini and Kimberly, they. Gymnastic backgrounds. Gymnastic under, backgrounds. I, I they, they don't have any real fighting backgrounds compared to the Ninja Turtles. Well, who compared are to some ninjas. versions of the Ninja Turtles. Did you know actually in the new Ninja Turtles movie? Yes. Do you know their origin of how they learned ninjutsu? <sighs> Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> he found a book in the garbage. Yes. Splinter found a ninjutsu book in the sewer, and it's like this looks like a good thing to teach my four turtles. I found. Right. Rather than just kind of knowing, having some kind of abilities from their from their mutation. Right. The origin story from the TV show and comics is much better. I agree. I agree. So right and then right then and there too, the Power Rangers with when they have their suits, they're good. They have they they have all the powers that they need. Without their suits, like the one fight in the desert in Day of the Dumpster, they're getting their butts kicked, and then they're finally like, oh, we should use these belts Zordon gave us, <laughs> and then, so they're like, it's morphin time. But the, but the Ninja Turtles, they always have their ninja training. They, they don't need to, like, morph, transform, or anything. They always have it ready yeah, to go. Yeah, but you're kind of touching on, like, a common Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers trope of where initially they are outmatched, and then they'll kind of, like, I don't know, psych themselves up and become more powerful, whether it be through morphing or, I don't know what the Ninja Turtles do. They probably, like, talk about brotherly love, probably. and then they get stronger. And then they get... That's kind of what happens in the movies. Yeah, they're that's like, true. guys, we're brothers. And they band together, and, and they're then... like, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of episodes probably start out with both of our teams getting beat. And then they're able to they come turn together. around. Yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying there. All right, what else do you have? Do you have anything else for this fight? This has been a good fight so far. Uh, did you know there was um, a Ninja Turtle death? Really? In uh, the, I believe the current comic series. Okay. If if it's not the current, it, w it was in 2015. So I think that's still that com that comic is still going. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think it's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. And I forget the publisher of that. Okay. But um, probably Mirage Comics still. It, it may have been, yeah. Or Mirage, whatever they're called, yeah. It was uh, Donatello. Really? Yeah, it was pretty sad. Uh, the rest of the turtles were all fighting Krang. Okay. Krang was trying to build the Technodrome. Mm -hmm. Shredder knew 
Donatello's all by himself. And he goes and knocks him out? No. Shredder rarely does things by himself. Uh, he sends Bebop and Rocksteady. Of course he does. And who does it? Uh, Rocksteady. He's the one that crushes him with a, blow. with a sledgehammer. Oh, God. And I was curious. How hard is it to crush a turtle's shell? So I looked it up. Did you know what the average box turtle can withstand 200 times its own weight to crush its shell? So what's the average weight of a box turtle? Do you happen to know? I don't, but I do know the average weight of a ninja turtle. Okay, it's, go right ahead. It ranges from 157 to 180 pounds. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, we're talking... So they could withstand how much times their own weight? 200 times. 200 times? So just round it to 200. We're talking 40,000 pounds of force their turtle oh shell can withstand. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I actually tried to do a little bit of... Uh, calculations to see how strong that sledgehammer would have had to be yeah and i believe rocksteady would have had to swing his 20 pound sledgehammer like 2,000 miles per hour i don't think it's possible so i don't know maybe maybe the mutant we don't know what happens when they mutate maybe the shell power ratio doesn't doesn't quite transfer up that high now i mean i'm glad that you brought that up because that's something interesting that you mentioned also earlier with the megazord because the megazord weighs 450 tons 570 tons oh excuse me 570 tons yes i do have that here i read the wrong thing so how much, so that's what, in pounds? A lot. A lot. But that's way more than the turtle can withstand. Yeah, if, oh yeah, if you got felt, if the, the full weight of the Megazord could, could crush a turtle. pop a turtle. But the, so the turtle shell does offer a lot of protection for them. Yeah, I, I think in hand-to-hand combat, the turtles are safe. Yes. I don't know how strong the power blaster is. And then Shoot we, some type of laser. And then also bringing the Technodrone, too, the turtles have experience fighting some sort of metalized... Um, machine, I guess you could call. It's not exactly the Megazord, but the Technodrome can move, it can transport, and the turtles can and have destroyed it, infiltrated it. But that's usually like from within. Like it's more of like a giant room than a than like a Megazord. A single being. But they do have experience though getting into inside giant. Are you saying they would sneak into the Megazord? Yeah. And take it apart from within. I'd say they could do that. I think Donatello would be the one leading the charge though, because since you know he Donatello, is smart. Donatello does machines. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I would just hope the Blue Ranger could counteract Donatello's intelligence, because the Blue Ranger is the, the brains of the Power Rangers. He really is. Frequently invented things way beyond the capabilities of a teenager. He invented, like, time travel devices. He invented their communicators. I mean, he just invented whatever was convenient to the plot, really. Yeah, so that's what you need. You say, would the Blue Ranger be able to outwit Donatello and vice versa in order to stop him from getting into the Megazord and killing the Red Ranger oh, no. and stopping the entire... Uh, Megazord from being able to function. The, the the newest Donatello from the movies kind of annoyed me with all of his like techno babble. He would say uh-huh. he would like be like, "Oh guys, we just have to reverse the polarities on the neutrinos, and then we'll like transform." It was it was dumb. Yeah, I don't know if that would work on the Power Rangers because they do the same thing. This so that true. might be actually how the Megazord works. It seems, this is something that's really interesting. It seems like they have a lot more in common than they do. Um, in they the do. When you really, when you really look at, it, I mean, they're these 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 just average people or average animals that they're just both kind teenagers of, they're both teenagers that have this ex- extraordinary power that was given to them without them really asking for it they have this um weight on their shoulders to protect people and whatnot and they have their their leader their mentor who is a creepy looking person whether it's zordon or splinter <laughs> um and they have all these different skills that they have are you trying to say that by the end of this fight they would realize that they're on the same side and they would team up to fight Doomsday or any other villain that threatens or, or them? Or Darkseid, perhaps, or Thanos or something. <laughs> that would be an ultimate crossover. Are you listening, Disney and Nickelodeon and DC, Warner Brothers? Get together and make this happen. Uh, 
But I well, if you look at the um, the shell shocked episode when the Power Rangers crossed over with the Ninja Turtles, what happened at the end of the near the end of the episode? I don't know if you happen to to know what yeah, happened I, or not. Yeah, I did. What happened? The the Ninja Turtles were like for some reason the the Power Rangers villain like let the Ninja Turtles fly the ship. Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't know anything about flying ships. There's even a quote and even a line from the TV show where uh, the villain asked one of the turtles like, "What's that?" And the turtle responds like, "You're asking. I live in a sewer. You're asking me about space travel." But somehow they're flying the ship. They fly too close to some type of like black hole or quasar or some some gibberish, and it like reverses their brainwashing. And they're like, "Oh, we don't work for you anymore." Right. They uh, then they fight with the with the Power Rangers. They free them. They, exactly. They fight with the Power Rangers, and they end up saying, hey, we, we are more in common than we do. Yeah. Well, the Ninja Turtles didn't want to fight the Power Rangers in that episode. But they were smart, and they were like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. What, at the end you're saying that? Yeah, because you said they didn't really want to fight with them at the end. They didn't want to fight with them at the beginning. They, oh, were, they only the did it because they got like zapped with the magic. Oh, 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 I got you. you mean, okay, never mind. I know yeah, you know. so it was you know just another case of forced fighting right so you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode i i had a couple other interesting tidbits that sure. i didn't think were appropriate at the beginning but i thought maybe we could talk about now sure um, go right ahead this is be this will be kind of a where are they now for some of the power rangers okay so we'll say that the fight is over so our yeah. fight so our fight is over ninja turtles power rangers head on somebody won somebody maybe, won maybe somebody didn't maybe, maybe somebody th- didn't exactly that's fights. where you the listeners are going to get to vote on twitter and you can also post your opinions on facebook if you'd like also unfortunately the facebook page you cannot have a poll for some reason i'm trying to figure that out you can't have a poll on a fan page which i think is kind of stupid i'll talk to mark zuckerberg i'll yeah. see i'll see if i can i know your best friends with him and our eduardo saffron so thank you i appreciate that so what do you got um did you know there's a power rangers episode where rita and zed uh, go to the North Pole to fight Santa Claus? Oh, no, I did not know they, that. They try to ruin Christmas. Really? Is that a Christmas-themed episode? Yes, it's, okay. it's a Christmas-themed episode, and actually, Santa Claus... Makes uh, an appearance? Santa Claus is the hero. He overpowers Rita and Zed. So the power of Christmas. Yeah, he's too strong for even their... Does he morph? No. Is he, like, fattened in his overalls, and then he's like, it's morphing time, ho, ho, and then he gets his, like, giant suit and the hat on and everything? That's exactly what he did. Oh, that's that's actually uh, how he becomes Santa Claus. He's a normal person. <laughs> he just, and he and morphs. Then he, yeah, then he I just imagine when he morphs, it has the Power Rangers theme in the background, just so, like, jingle bells ringing. <laughs> so it's like, bam, 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 He's like, ding, 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 in the background. Uh, a lot of missed opportunities there. Yeah, they could have done a lot. Um, anyway, oh, I started talking about where are they now for some of the Power Rangers. Do you, mm-hmm. um... Do you know anything about the Red Ranger, Steve? Uh, I was curious if you were going to bring this up because I was. Uh, should I tell the story to our viewers about what I, happened to me at work? Wait, something happened to you at work? Yeah, but did couple, the Red Ranger find couple, you? Not the Red Ranger. So, all right. So, a couple summers ago, I'm working, and I work. I, I rent bicycles in the summertime on the Ocean City Boardwalk, and this um, gentleman comes up to me, and we get talking. He's a customer, and I forget what le- led to this, but we start talking. About, I think about Power Rangers. And he said to me, I bet that you liked the Red Ranger. And the Red Ranger was my favorite. He, he was the best. My favorite color to this day is still red because I love the Red Ranger so much. And I said, yeah, my, the Red Ranger was my absolute favorite. And what I'm about to say is exactly verbatim what he said, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. And he looks at me and he says, you're gay. And I was just kind of taken back because I'm a heterosexual male. I've been in a long relationship, and I was kind of confused by that. And I said, "Excuse me," because usually you don't have a customer say those kind of things to you. That is a weird thing to say. Yeah, and he said, "He said you like the Red Ranger. You're gay." 
and I thought, like, what wh- what are you talking about? Did, why did he think you liked the Red Ranger? Did you wear, were you wearing, like, a Power Ranger shirt? I can't remember, I, that's why I can't remember how the conversation got going. One of my work shirts is red, so maybe I was wearing that that day. Maybe he asked me what my favorite color, I can't really remember. But we got to talking about Power Rangers somehow, and the Red Ranger come up, and then that's when he said, you're gay. So I'm, so I'm thinking, like, why is, why, why is he saying this? And he said, the Red Ranger is in gay pornography now. And I thought, oh, I did not know that. I was not aware of that. And then he like went on his merry way, and he went on his bicycle ride. And when he came back, he was telling his wife, hey, this was the guy I was talking to you about, the guy who is – and he said, he said, this is the gay guy, which there's nothing wrong with if you're gay or not. And I'm just thinking, why are you saying this to what me? What a weird thing to say. It was really, really weird. So while he was on his bike ride, the first thing I did was I took my phone out, and I searched whether the Red Ranger was in gay pornography, and I had to clear my search history right after that. And from what I saw online, he was. Now, you think that that might be like an I, urban legend? I believe it is a commonly believed rumor. Okay. I don't think it's true. Okay. I don't think it was him. From my research, he's actually currently an EMT in Washington, D.C. Oh, good for him. And he, he has come back to the show a couple times. Was he in the episode when all the Red Rangers came back he was, together? He was in that episode What's where that? all I, I ten forget. Red Rangers came back. I forget what that episode's called. I don't know if it's like Day of the Rangers. Or Red. I think it might have Red in the title. I think it did. Oh, Red. Oh. I know it does have red in the title. I can't remember. He came back as the Gold Ranger another time. Okay. He's he's on good terms with the show, even though he left on what seemed like not good terms. In season two, you might remember three of the Rangers left: the Red, Yellow, and Black Ranger left, and uh, apparently that was over pay disputes. Okay. But who knows right. the truth? Speaking of other disputes among Power Rangers, uh, the Blue Ranger, his Billy. name was Billy Cranston. Oh, any relationship to supposedly. Uh, he's his character is named after Brian Cranston of recent Breaking Bad fame, and uh, that's not totally out of the blue. Brian Cranston has voiced many monsters from Power Rangers. Interesting. Uh, you can find it online if you search Brian Cranston Power Rangers. He doesn't sound anything like him at all. It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but supposedly the Blue Ranger walked off the show due to homophobic slurs that he could no longer put up with from the crew. Because from what I heard, he is an openly gay individual. I believe he is. Yes. Yeah. And um, well, that's a shame. For what it's worth, the producers denied this this claim. But of course, they're going to deny it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have that for for you to decide. Um, unfortunately, the Yellow Ranger died in a car accident. The original Yellow Ranger, yeah, the Trini. very first one. She yeah. died in two thousand one. I did hear that too. Um, what about Zach? Do you know what Zach's up to? Were you able to find that out? Zach had some other minor acting roles. Okay. Um, that's about all I saw. Similar to the Pink Ranger, she actually had some acting roles. She was in uh, she was in J.J. Uh, Abrams' TV show Felicity. Okay, I, I I have not seen. I've heard good things about that and Firefly. Yeah, Firefly's the show and Felicity's the movie. Um, I forget. I think it's something like that. Or Serenity. Serenity. Oh, Felicity's a different show. Yeah, I think. Felicity's yeah, you're right. Different. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then in not so good Power Ranger news, or more not so good Power Ranger news. The, a former Red Ranger uh, from Power Rangers Wild Force. Uh, in 2015, he murdered his roommate with a samurai sword. Oh my gosh, I did not know that at they all. They had an argument, and he pulled out a samurai sword, and he killed him. Do you think he morphed before he did that? I think his legal defense is he morphed into uncontrollable rage and didn't know what he was doing. I don't think that'll hold up in court. Depends if the judge is a Power Rangers fan. This is true. He might say, oh, all right, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Just like in episode 454, yeah. when the Power Rangers got really angry. And morphed. And murdered, murdered their roommate. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Everyone always forgets about that episode. 
All right, do you have anything else before we start wrapping up? That's all I got. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just want to close by saying uh, Power Rangers would summon Megazord and step on the turtles, and that's all they have to do. I would say by the time the Power Rangers summon the Megazords, the Ninja Turtles would have at least a day, maybe a day and a half, to fight the Power Rangers, preferably kill the Red Ranger first. That way, when the Zords got there, they could not form the Megazord. They would use their ninjutsu skills to take down the Power Rangers. So... That is this week's fight of the Power Rangers versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the Who Would Win cast. You can also email us if you have any fan mail, if you want to say hello, or if you have any suggestions for future fights at uh, whowouldwincast at gmail.com. I'm also in the process of starting an Instagram for the podcast. Very cool. So keep an eye out. I'm going to tweet out a link to the Instagram. It's most likely going to be Who Would Win cast as long as nobody else already has that on Instagram. Fingers crossed Hopefully nobody not. does. I don't think anybody will. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. That'll, I, could, I will announce that on Twitter and or Facebook in the coming uh, days, hopefully. And also, uh, there will be a Twitter poll up, like always, after this episode, so that way you, the listeners, can vote whether you think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Power Rangers would win in a scenario. Chris? That actually reminds me of one more thing I have to say. Go uh, right ahead. In my research, I came across another podcast it's called the Ranger Danger podcast. Okay. Uh, it was uh, I think it started with two guys. They watch a uh, watch a Power Rangers episode and then they talk about it. So it's like, like a retrospective. Yes. Are they doing all? They're trying to do seasons? every single episode. They started in 2014. They're oh, still so they're, going. Do you know what season they're on? Uh, yeah, like three or four. Three or four. They they figured that if they do uh, like an episode a week, they they'll catch up to the show in 2025. Oh my god, that's. <laughs> If if the sh- do you think the show will still be doing its oh man I don't know I don't yes. know how popular it is today I don't really yeah, know much about I'm it I'm not sure well here's a shout out to them the, yeah the Danger thank- Ranger podcast Ranger Danger Ranger Danger podcast yeah thank cool. you guys awesome cool all right as always thank you for listening Chris thanks for being here I appreciate you coming back thank you very much Steve no problem and hey th- do you, do you want to throw out a teaser for our next uh, our next podcast sure do you have it uh, something in mind how you want to say it no I just if we're just gonna combine two beloved American movie franchises. Correct. Which are not very good. They are of equal quality, probably. And we can say this. A new addition to one of these franchises is coming out on July 31st. That's a good teaser. So go ahead. If you think you can figure out which two franchises are going up, two, two stars from these franchises are going up against one another. Awesome. Thanks for the tease. All right. Thanks for listening, as always, and bye bye Thanks, we owe you one. Leonardo! <laughs> Raphael? So the mutant ninja turtles are for real? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we couldn't believe they were really Power Rangers either. Pretty trippy. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holder.